What is up, (laughs) y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Stuttering Christian Podcast. I am your host, Samantha, and I'm exhausted. (laughs) Um, within this past week, past two weeks, I have done a lot. And I am excited to share. So first things first. So last Friday, yes, no, last Thursday, my weeks are getting mixed up here. Last Thursday, I get a text from Sunreal. So it's S-O-N-R-E-A-L. And he is a R R this that I found out through a Scott the Sire concert. And that was my first ever concert I attended by myself. And in this text, he sent sends out saying, Hey, Dallas, I am hyped to see y'all. Um, I hope to see y'all tomorrow night and I was thinking like man um he is going to be in my (laughs) stomping grounds well technically not my stomping grounds but other than that he is going to be in Texas and I really like his music and I respond responded back because within um artists stuff like that there is an app where artists can text their fans without giving out the real number so i responded back saying hey man i wish i could go my money is currently very tight right right now because and I didn't tell him this, but the reason why it was so tight is that next week I was going out of town. And I didn't think that he would respond back, but he did. He responded back saying, hey, you know what? How about I put you on the guest list? And I was I I thought it was a prank because for one I've never been on someone's guest list and I just went along with it saying sure let's go um and so I told him my name and he said um that I am on the guest list that all I need to do is just come to the show and go to the box office and um all i need to do is just come go to the box office and say hey my name is Samantha Green and i am on the guest list and that that that's it And I was just thinking like, man, okay, this is very much out of my comfort zone. 
because if you know me on a personal level, you know, I don't do things without planning. I'm not like a sponge. What's the word? I'm not someone that just gets up and goes and does something without putting some form of plan within it. I personally love to buy concert tickets that are a month or so in advance because it gives me time to plan. It gives me time to save and all of that stuff. But no, um, I went to a concert by myself. And before I get into the concert as a whole, the thing is, if you are young or younger and you want to go to a concert by yourself and your parents are just like, hey, that that's not safe. Like, we don't want you to go by your yourself. Well, first things first, they are very much right. And you are probably just rolling your eye, eyes now. But believe me, when I tell you that there are scary, there like not to just get dark, but there are scary people out there. And it is so important that you stay safe while going to a concert by yourself. So here are some quick tips on the things that I do to keep myself safe and some people may think that I am just very paranoid. Well, my paranoia with going to concerts by myself does keep me safe. It doesn't stop me. I still do it. So first things first, when you have bought the concert ticket and you are just super hyped, and if it is a, ven- a venue you have never been to. This is where you do research. And the research is what does the venue look like inside? Because that is so important with figuring out what does it look like inside and trying to see if there are pictures of where the bathrooms are stuff like that. Second thing is parking. I don't know about about you, but if I go to a concert not knowing the parking situation, it gives me lots of stress because I listen to a lot of true crime. I watch a lot of cop shows and I, yes, like just screams paranoia, but it does keep me safe. Most times I find the closest and cheapest parking, like paid parking spot. And if you have the chance to get a Apple tag, just something to leave in your car or just get two. Leave one in your car so you know exactly where your car is. 
and then keep one on yourself and share the location with friends and family so they know where exactly you are. And after all of the research and stuff like that, figure out if the venue is a place where you have to have a clear bag. When after, during the pandemic, after 2020, I did go to concerts and during that, that time, there was a clear bag policy. So I just bought me a clear family pack where I keep the essentials that I need. And then when I go through security, they can easily just look around my bag because they can see through it and they let me go. And within the prepping and stuff like that, Here are a few essentials of the stuff that you should bring. First things first, it's gum. Because there is a chance where you will go a period of time of not drinking water. And let me tell you that gum has definitely saved my needing of something to hold me over until we are let in and I can go and get me a water. And the second thing, chapstick. The third thing, a little bit of cash. If you are the type, type of gal that you just want to pay in cash, cool. But it is also good to bring a card a debit card, credit card, because most times you don't know if parking is only within a card or you can pay with cash. So within that, you are in line. You are you are in line. And you are hyped, but you are in line waiting and you know it is going to be a bit till you get the chance to go in. And I don't know about you. It may just be my Southern hospitality or just the way that I have been raised. I am determined (laughs) to make friends. To make friends in line where we have the chance to bond over the songs that we like, our favorite album of the artist, stuff like that. But the kicker with making friends in line, and I just hear Ashley Flowers saying, be weird, be rude, and stay alive. Do not, do not with big, bold, not with underline and italic, um, do not tell your new friend that you are here by yourself. 
just don't. Mm -mm. I have fell into that trap. And after thinking like, man, I just told a complete stranger that I'm here by myself. I don't know about you, but that is not smart. But if someone who looks like they are younger than you and they tell you that they are here by themselves, it's their first concert by themselves, that's when you show a sense of like kind of protecting them in a sense because I've seen that happen and I never want my new friends to be the title of the next Crime Junkie podcast. Just like, no. So those are my tips within the concert as a whole. So when I was driving to the Sun Real con- concert, I was nervous. And it says a lot for me being nervous to go to a concert by myself. But the thing is, the re- reason why I was nervous is because I've never been to the venue before. And even with the amount of research I did, I was still scared. So I get to Deep Ellum. And if you were from Texas, you know Deep Ellum. Especially um, the stores and the venues there. And it's not the safest place for someone to go there by themselves. And I went there by myself. And I was determined to go even in the midst of it not being the safest but I yeah um thinking about it now there could be other things that I could have done to make me a little bit more safer but hey you live and learn and I'm still here but besides that I get to the venue and I awkwardly tell the box office saying, hey, um, I'm on the guest list. And he just looks at me and he's like, ma'am, the show starts in an hour. You are free to go do whatever you want or you can stay here. And I awkwardly said, I'll just stay here. And I stood for an hour but with standing there I made a friend and I was so pumped in making a friend because I was nervous and overall it was very very good but the thing is will I go back to that venue in deep LM No, because the kicker is it wasn't the safest place. There were many things that this 
been you did not do that after the show I was thinking about it and I'm just like man that is not safe Uh uh-uh nope but overall the show was amazing it was small so I was able to like get close up in front and it was so so good so good so if you ever get the chance to be on the guest list to a artist that you really like do it do it but don't be like me and go by your yourself try to find someone to go go with and if you know me well and you get on the guest list and you were just like man I don't want to go by myself let me know I would be happy to go with because I never want my friends to feel unsafe so that was Friday night and then fast forward to Wednesday and Wednesday through Friday was the start of the Women and Youth Ministry Conference. And I've talked about this conference before. I've talked about it a lot on my TikTok. And if you haven't followed me there, it is the same as my Instagram, which is Stuttering Christian. And yeah, I've been, I've been taking time to process. And if my therapist ever sees this, you would be very proud. I've been taking time to process and sit with what I experienced because around this time last year I was in a really dark place I was in a very low 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 point in my ministry and then I went to this conference I felt so much love so much support with these women that became some of my closest friends. I learned so much back then. And then now I'm in a healthier place, a brighter place. But at the same time, I've learned that I'm still trying to unlearn those feelings, emotions that I felt this time last year. But within it, let's go through each day of my trip in Indianapolis. So I get to in in the and the cool uh, the cool part about this group of beautiful people, is we all don't want to take an Uber by ourselves. So we go 
out of our comfort zone to reach out to people who arrive at the same time and we gather up a group to take a Uber to the the church. And it was so cool. Even in the midst of my sleep deprivation, I was so excited to be back where that time last year, I gained my sparkle back. I gained my passion for ministry back. And I was so excited to be back, to learn more and to be more open. And it was so cool. And this year, my sweet, sweet, sweet friend, Isabel Lopez, she's been on the podcast. Sad, sadly, her episode I did, I was so early on in my podcasting that the sound wasn't that good. So Izzy, if you are hearing this, let's re-record an episode and I promise you the sound will be good very very good but besides that my sweet friend Isabel Lopez got the chance to come to the conference as well and it was so cool having someone there that when I first met her it was through TikTok And there was something very, very cool that I will share near to the the end. But when I get to the church, exhausted as as ever, um, I had the chance to meet another friend from I had the chance, another chance, to meet another friend I met through TikTok. And that is my sweet friend, Kim. Kim, me. I have known her for a bit. She's been on my podcast twice. And I was just so excited to finally give her a hug in person and just tell her face to face saying girl I am so proud of you I am so so proud and on my Instagram I posted both of well I posted my video that I I took running out to her and giving her a big hug for the very first time and it was so beautiful and amazing and the cool cool part is we talk almost every day and when we finally got the chance to meet in person we've basically already updated each other on everything beforehand that there wasn't much to update. There, there was more on her part, but 
it was just so, so cool. And I'm just thinking about that now, how God works in such amazing ways. Sorry. God works in amazing ways where God uses a social media platform to bring people together. And our time through having a burger and going and getting cookies and also going to a very much good vibes type of record shop. It was, I, I wish I had room in my suit suitcase to get the big mama Thor Thornton vinyl, but I don't. So I didn't get the record, but it was so cool just hanging out with my friend, my friend that I have FaceTimed. I have had her on my pod podcast it was oh my it was just so beautiful and can't me if you are listening to this now thank you for being my friend within my many years of life I've learned that as we get older we never use the phrase Thank you for being my friend. And so, thank you. And when she dropped me off, it was so cool because she prayed for me. She prayed that through this time that I'm surrounded by people who are in the, most of them are in the same career path that I be spiritually filled and boy God answered her prayer because I most definitely was when I get back I walk in and I see my friend Christina Fletcher and it was so cool having the chance to hug her again because she was one of my first friends within the conference. And just hanging out with my friends, meeting new friends, and it was amazing. And the next day at the con- conference, it was so cool because that time last year, I was so nervous. I was so ashamed of the way I spoke, the way that I stutter, that I wasted my time keeping my guards up, protecting my myself, protecting my heart to not let someone laugh at the way I speak. And I truly learned from last year that none of these ladies, none of these folks would ever do that. And it was amazing. I stuttered freely 
I spoke and not worrying about what other people think about the way that I stumble on my name. It was just so good. My favorite parts of the con- conference, no- number one is the worship. Be- because I truly feel that the spirit was moving during the worship time. And it was so beautiful. It was so amazing. And it was just so, so good. So good. I had the chance to um, meet someone from uh, Princeton School of theology and shout out to them for just being so kind being so kind for this Texan that stutters and is trying to love deeply who is trying to um not be so fearful of the way that she talks and within this year I at every conference I've attended winter camp Glen Lake camp I've used this journal and something that I learned a lot something that really stood out to me within the whole conference and shout out to my girl Heather words shout out to my girl Heather because words cannot describe words can't even fathom the amount that I appreciate her for building this community for also pouring into me when I was at a really dark spot in my life. And last year, she spoke about her journey in youth ministry. And this year, she um, did a keynote opening thing I don't know the big fancy words because I am exhausted but she spoke on combating imposter syndrome and I I just want you to think about that being in ministry we tend to feel that we are not enough it's fun me how I've been preaching teaching leading my youth about how they are chosen they are loved by God they are enough but at the same time I'm not practicing what I'm telling my youth and it has taken a lot it has taken my own therapist calling me out saying that you need to believe what you teach. 
And then this workshop that Heather led was a big slap in the face and saying, okay, it is time now. So imposter sin- syndrome, it's basically not doing or feeling enough. The fear of just making a mistake, the fear of not fulfilling what your job is, not um, doing the same thing as the last guy. And I felt, I felt that. And it's been hard, but at the same time that last year, I felt that deeply. And now like, I feel it too, but at the same time, I have so many people at my current church that have been helping me and supporting me without realizing that I've been struggling with imposter syndrome. And it's funny how the part where Heather was saying here is things that will help make those phrases, those thoughts about not being enough decrease to where they are silent. And as I'm rereading this list, I do a lot of this. And the number one thing that I hold deeply and that I, I still do is collecting positive feedback. I screenshot every text, every email. I write down everything, every positive thing that someone has said towards me. I keep every card that I've been given to. I keep every um, prayer, men's prayer breakfast note that they send me saying that they are praying for me I keep all of that but the thing is that I don't take time to go back and reread it which I need to do because working in ministry it is hard it is so hard I remember my grandpa before he passed when I first told him that I feel like I'm called into ministry and I remember the face that he gave me saying that I was crazy to go into ministry and back then when he said that I was like wait what? What? No, you don't mean that. But after what I've gone through within starting my career in ministry all the way to now is, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's right. Cause going into ministry isn't for the faint of, of heart. 
it is hard. It is very hard. But don't think that what I am saying now is trying to have you not go into ministry. What I'm saying here now is one, you are enough. And I want you to repeat this now. You are enough. If God is leading you into ministry in any aspect, go do it. Why are you waiting now? God is calling you to do something and you you should go and do it. And this is co- coming from someone who ran from my calling for such a long time. I believed in this lie that no one would hire someone who could say their name right. No one would hire someone who can't talk on the phone without stumbling on every word. But those lies that I told myself for years of my life, I know are not true. I am in such a a better place now. I am in such a good place. And within the conference, within the workshop that Heather led, that the feeling of not being enough, not being good enough at your job is a thief of joy. And she showed a clip of Ted Lasso. And I forget which season, but it's when the boss of the team is talking to Keely and the other guy um, saying how she combats the feeling of just feeling so so small is where she goes in the bat- bathroom. She looks at herself and she raises her arms up and she's just like, ah. And I apologize for her. <laughs> but she makes herself big. In times that you feel small, live out that episode of Ted Lasso. Be big and don't let whoever says you can't go into ministry because of your past, because of your beliefs, because of your gender. Don't get me started on gender, but you are called. And the next thing that really stood out to me is burnout. I have wondered if I was burnt out this time last year. I still wonder. Because burnout within ministry is real. And if you think that, oh, 
people who work in ministry are always so confident and um, they are always like on a Jesus high. Well, I think you should serve in a ministry before you think those statements are true because at any job you have a good day and you have a bad day but when the bad days get longer and last longer this is when you need to seek help and something within what Charlie said in her workshop is um the word sabbath i never really really understood that that word because i had the fear of failing i had the fear of if i'm not doing work now then i'm going to be behind and then i'm going to lose my job and then no one is going to like me like I, oh man, I dealt with so much of just internal battles where it was very much spiritual warfare that I was struggling in. Yet it takes me to be in another church to fully understand the word Sabbath. Fully to fully understand what boundaries mean within a work, within um, your co-workers, within your own job. Because I thought I always had to be on the go, but it wasn't until I was crying in my car when I realized this go, go, go mindset is not healthy. Another thing that Charlie said, and shout out to to Charlie Condor, you are such a sweet soul, and I am so excited to call you my friend. But something that she said hit me like a freight train. It hit me like things were being thrown at at me not actually I haven't been hit by a car truck or train (laughs) um but it's this it takes more than one year to build trust and I want you to sit with that If you just got into a new job, if it's a, if you are the new children's director, the the new youth director, and you are struggling to connect with your youth, the thing is here, it takes more than one, one year 
to build trust. But this isn't me telling you that you need to not, like, not try. You always need to try. You always need to reach out to those youth, those kids, those youth parents, those youth volunteers, and ask them, saying, hey, I've been th- thinking about you too Day, how can I keep you in my prayers? Or, hey, um, I hope you have a good day, a good week. If you need anything, I, I'm here. And with doing that, it slowly starts to build trust. And it's something that I have had to learn the hard way it's something that I really man I really had to learn because think about this Sorry, I'm going through my notes and trying to. There's something. Oh. There is another workshop. I'm just like talking about all the workshops. I promise you, like, it's not all going to be about that. The This is the last workshop that I'm sharing. But I attended this workshop called Helping Students Find Their Purpose and Passion. So think about how it takes more than a year to build trust. But also think about about this slow work of God that is what ministry is it's relate relation work the work of God is slow and thankless the impact that you will make on these kids will be slow It could start from them smiling back at you and not giving you a death stare like they want to murder you in your sleep. Because know that most times those kids do not want to do that. It's just their face. But something that really hit home, yet this whole conference hit home with me. But the thing is, within ministry, think of a crock pot, not a microwave. Because that's exact, that is exactly what ministry is. Ministry is a crock pot. It takes time, it takes time 
it takes time for these kids to trust you. And it's hard. It is so hard that it takes time because you just want everything to be good. You want all of these youth to attend youth and like you and things going good. Numbers are back up. But that's not how ministry is. It will soon get there, but not now. Ministry is basically a crock pot where it's cooking all day. And then when you get home from work, it smells amazing, but it takes time. And why I'm harping so much on this is it's the exact things that I've been needing to hear. And within the conference at last year's, I was nominated by my last pastor for the, I think, Atlason Williams scholarship, I think. I, yes, I'm trying to like think with lack of sleep. (laughs) I was nominated for the Download Youth Ministry Scholarship for a fellow female youth minister who passed away early 2020 with flu complications. And from last year to now, I was just thinking like, man, I want to bless one of my friends. And after thinking that, I was thinking that, man, I need to nominate my friend Izzy because our stories within ministry most of it is so similar and it's got to the point where it's a little insane that it is so similar but I wanted to do this not for the oh Samantha is such a good friend she nominated you oh my gosh blah, blah. no I didn't do that for the recognition I nominated my friend because that scholarship helped me. It helped me kickstart my ministry and it has helped me with my ministry at my second church. It makes me look so good for my youth parents, for the calendars, because the calendars are my favorite. I just love them but it has done so much for my ministry that I want my sweet friend Izzy to get the chance and let me tell you it was so hard keeping that from her because it's supposed to be a surprise but I was with her 
so much that I wanted to tell her. Like I want, I wanted to, but it, oh, it was so hard. And when it was announced that we would start um, saying the names who were nominated, I wanted to record her reaction. So I'm, I was just like with my phone and I'm like, okay. And like, you can hear my heart beat super fast because I wanted to get the right mo- moment. And right when they said her name, I was a- a- able to pull my phone out, record, and it was so good. But the cool part is I had the chance to record a reason why I nominated Izzy and as I was hearing myself speak I was just thinking like wow I was a stuttering mess but the cool part about about that is I was stuttering in front of everyone like I wasn't actually talking in front of everyone it was a recording but it was in front of everyone and people who met me last year were dming me saying hey i just watched you speak you did such a good job speaking because my my friends know speaking is exhausting for me and it was so cool being appreciated about about that but overall within the conference as a whole I learned so much and I know I I keep talking about this time last year but if you compare last year Samantha to now, Samantha, I have grown a lot. I have learned how to stand up for myself. I have learned to set boundaries, not just in my life, but within myself. I learned how to not be the go, 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 go person that also schedule time for rest to give myself a full day of not checking emails not doing any work I have learned so much and I am so much happier and knowing that I have a community that's the number one one thing that I learned from my time in in indie is that this community is something you need to hold close because life as a whole it is hard ministry as a whole it is hard but at the end of the day remembering the successes and having people surround you cheering you on is something that we all need so if you are thinking about 
ministry and you were unsure, reach out at like, ask me on Instagram. I would be happy to help you, to help you get plugged in to organizations, help you even get plugged into the women and youth ministry because it truly has changed my life and I want to help people be brought to this organization to have their lives changed too. So the, all of that is a lot. But the last thing is kind of a like fan a fan girl mo- moment. We all we all know and I've even mentioned this in this episode. I am a big fan of crime junkie. I am such a big fan. I am a big fan that I went to Ashley Flowers book signing. I had the opportunity to give the queen of true crime a big Texas hug. And I post on TikTok about crime junkie merch and she has a number to text fans too, just like Sun Real. And I was just that day I was talking to her through text because I was talking to her through text just thanking her for making the merch size inclusive because most merch that I bought but before not through crime junk junkie but through other people is the merch is not size inclusive because everyone's bodies are all different and not every size fits someone the same way and she goes on saying that that has been her goal within the merch is to make it size inclusive inclusive and she tries to make it even better in every merch launch and I remember posting a TikTok about it and then I um I think I posted a TikTok about about it and then she comments and then I react to her comment with another crime junkie shirt on and then there was some time till like late February early March that I saw that she commented on my TikTok reacting to yeah um and she said hey we love that you love crime junkie merch I want you to email us 
and I'm just like what and I reacted to the TikTok of me reacting to her comment so I emailed her and she asked me saying hey would it be okay with you if I sent you merch and I'm like what sure yes and she listed the stuff that she knows from watching my TikToks of the merch that I already have and she wanted to make sure I did not have the same and I told her saying hey well yes you were right I had all of these shirts and you pick whatever you want to send I do not mind one bit and so last night when I got home I go to my mailbox and I see the package and I read it and it says, oh, it's from Audio Chuck, the podcast platform that Crime Junkie is from. And I'm like, what? I've never ran up to my apartment stairs until last night. Probably explains why my knees hurt. But I opened it and man, she she gave me stickers, a t-shirt, a hat, and a bunch of other fun stuff. So by the chan- chances, if Ashley Flowers does listen, hey girl. <laughs> um, thank you, Ashley were sending me merch like you were so cool but other than that what the past two weeks have taught me is this number one is not everyone you meet will make fun of the way that you speak And let me say that again for the people in the back. Not everyone you meet will make fun of the way that you speak. That is something that I have to constantly tell myself. And with believing that statement, I'm able to do things out of my comfort zone. And it has been amazing. And number two is community is something you need to hold close because life can be very hard but having community that will help you grow closer to God is something that I believe everyone needs so as I always say if you ever meet someone that stutters Be kind and don't be a jerk.